Hi, and welcome to Pop Stars, the podcast where we talk about the star charts of our favorite pieces of pop culture. Today, we are talking about a film, the the last true film made before 9-11. It really was, in ways that... It was the last gasp of life before. In so many ways. Like, I mean, it was a literal, like, travel film about, like, crises of travel right before the largest crisis of travel would happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. And if you are not sure what we're talking about, we're talking, we're not talking about Castaway, which no. <laughs> is about the crises of travel. We're talking about Rat, Rat Race. Race, the um, August 2001 film starring a cast of characters. A cast of people. Also, a cast of people and one person whose name I don't know, but who was like a sexual awakening for me. Seth oh, Green's brother. Seth Green's brother. Oh yeah. I looked up his name and was like, that's not a name of a person. It's, I it's know. not, it's not. Uh-uh. But I tweeted about last night when I was watching, I tweeted about him and mm-hmm. so many gays under were like, Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I like want a nipple piercing because of him. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, yeah, it was so hot that he had a nipple piercing. Oh yeah. It was like the hottest. It was, I, I didn't get it, but I got it. And there's also something about like just a hot man who really can't talk. <laughs> oh my god! I, and then and then the bit at the end where he meets the girl who got the tongue ring and she also can't talk, and I'm just like, thank you. Like yeah. that's funny. Um, yeah. So anyway, we watched Rat Race. Uh, In case you can't, and we loved it. <laughs> we did. I like. I mean, there are so many problems with it, but like, it was such a fun ride to return to. I. Uh, I loved Rat Race when it first came out. I remember seeing it. I don't know if it was in theaters or like we had it on a DVD or something, but I watched it a number of times because it was just like a fun romp that really doesn't ask a lot of you. So I have such a melancholy story about Rat Race. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I, so I guess I was 12 when it came out. My mom and I went to the movies a lot growing up. So let me cue tr- the minor key music. Our trick was that my, so my, Actually, my aunt who passed away used to be the manager of a movie theater on Long Island. Okay. So my mom would like, and she worked at AMC, and my mom would like call AMC and say she was her and like call in free tickets. So we used to go, just go get free tickets all the time good growing for up. Her, good for And that's mom. how my single mother raising two kids afforded to bring her kids to the movies. And um, we went to go see Rat Race, and she had brought me, like I didn't ask her really to go. She was like, let's go to the movies together, do a thing. And mm-hmm. afterwards, she was like, did you like it? And I was like, yeah, I really liked it. And she was like, you didn't laugh that much, so I thought you didn't like it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I like broke my mom's heart. Uh, she was like, I thought you maybe didn't like the movie because you weren't laughing, but I don't know. That is so funny. Like when a mom is like, I just want my son to enjoy this movie, he's not laughing. Yeah, well, I mean, it, like, it makes me think of like the times when I like watch a movie with a friend because I like love it so much and I want them to love it, and then they're not reacting the way I want them to, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, is it, but I really is it what did I like, like it. I just, I mean, it's also i mean it's funny i I watch it now and i watched it last night and i loved everyone but i didn't laugh like yeah it's funny it's like i don't always laugh but i just appreciate so much about it that's exactly how i felt like i mean i love the i i don't laugh out loud at the whole barbie museum sequence but it's hilarious oh my god well and i don't use this phrase a lot because i think it's overused but could this film be made today? <laughs> <laughs> Though the Barbie museum ending up being what it was is the original Barbenheimer. <laughs> so true. I was, I was just, I forgot that the Barbie museum was a thing in this movie. And then I was like, wow, this is prescient. Look at us. We are on finger on the pulse with Barbie. 
I mean, there. So it's not only all of all so much Hitler. I was texting my friends. <laughs> oh my god! When the daughter says, "I'm Lady Hitler," and she's yes. wearing sunglasses, I did laugh at that. <laughs> and I texted my friend. And I was like, "Hitler is somehow more central to the plot of this movie than Jojo Rabbit." <laughs> oh my god! You're so right. <laughs> um, but also, like, there's some bad trans jokes there's uh-huh. some bad race jokes i mean it was 2000 it was pre 911 what exactly. worries did we have we had none there were, <laughs> nothing was wrong with the world no one was getting canceled marginalized <laughs> people did not have a way to organize online and no. say that things were bad exactly it was just pe- white people in studios making movies they wanted to see and honestly this was a movie i wanted to see <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry so uh we'll get into it but um so rat race is a movie about a group of people in a las vegas casino who uh all win these coins to go up to a special like brunch or whatever that then turns into a competition to win two million dollars by going to new mexico and getting money out of a like locker and it turns out that it's really just like a squid gamesy premise where like all these people are gambling on who's gonna win and so we have like Brecken Meyer and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Brecken Meyer and Amy Smart. Right. Oh, well, Amy, when Amy Smart comes in. Ugh. Amy Smart, I mean, her pussy was on fire in the early oh, 2000s. She, she was always going for it. And she really went for it with this. Like, yeah. I loved it. But um, who else? We had like uh, Rowan Atkinson doing a weird he's character. Doing like, yeah, he's doing like a Mr. Bean meets Miss Scoozy from... Yes. Uh, what is Miss Scoozy from? Eurotrip. Mm-hmm. That's exactly who it is. Um, and then... So I'm thinking of... And then John Lovitz and Na- and Kathy and Jimmy. Ugh, what a great combo. Uh, Seth Green and brother. Seth Green and hot brother. And then Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. Po- uh, post-Oscar. Yes. Yes. Because Oscar was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so post-Oscar, pre-canceled. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, uh, it's this big, broad, ridiculous comedy with random appearances from people like Dean Cain and, um, oh my God, who is this girl lady? Oh, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Yes. Dean Cain and Kathy Bates. blocked Jennifer Lopez from getting an Oscar nomination for Hustlers by getting a nomination for Richard Jewell. Uh, yes. I'm very angry at Kathy Bates about it. (laughs) Richard Jewell, a movie I have never thought about. I don't think anyone in Richard Jewell has thought about it. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, so let's get into the chart. I set it in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thought you might because have. Because that's where it starts. And I went to Vegas for the, for the first time last week. Ooh, how was it? I've never been. <laughs> I've never been either until last week. Did you go to the RuPaul's Drag Race live show? I or did. Of course you did. I how did. was it? It was great. I saw... So the cast was actually stacked. Okay. Um, the two who were there all the time are Coco Montrese and Derek Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Coco to death. She was definitely phoning it in, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Derek Barry was phoning it in, but I will say Derek, seeing Derek in person, you finally get Derek Barry. Like oh. seeing the way that Derek moves his hair to be Britney, you're like, oh, I, I get it fully in his element. This is him. He's incredible. I finally see Britney. Right. Yeah. And I was like living for that. Okay. Nice. And then we saw Kennedy Davenport, who was incredible. Mm -hmm. Latrice Royale, who was incredible, but unfortunately did This Is Me from Greatest Showman. It was unfortunate. It was like, I lived for everything except the song choice. And then um, the best one, incredible Pangina Heels. Ugh. 
God, I adore her. Yeah, Love her so much. That so sounds like incredible. a great cast. I'm so. So happy it was for a you. stacked cast. Yeah. Oh, and Lawrence Cheney's the host. Oh, nice. That's fun. Yeah, and he was really, really, really good. Cool. Um. So yes, and then I saw Kelly Clarkson. Oh, nice. That's, oh, that's what was the really the trip was the for real and, reason. And the drag race was the second ticket. Perfect like, to to tack onto it. But the reason was for the Kelly Clarkson residency, yeah. which was great. The drag race show shouldn't be anybody's reason. Yeah, but there. it's great. It's, it's a great, great thing to do while you're there. Yeah. It's not like don't fly there for it. I, I had not planned on it. <laughs> so yeah, we've got The Sun in Leo. And I mean, this movie is a Sun in Leo from the beginning. Like it's a movie in Vegas. Yes, it's a movie in Vegas. And the idea, I mean, Donald Sinclair is very Sun in Leo. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it takes place in Vegas and then the even the characters themselves end up being a spectacle. Yes, like Whoopi Goldberg's outfit is very well, Leo Sun. I mean, her it's this it's color purple. It's Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> in the color purple, people. Like, hello. Um I also think just like uh when John Cleese comes out and he tells the like a meteor's coming and there's only eight pe- like a bunker frame but that felt very like performative son and leo like i just now have the stage so i'm gonna do whatever i want with it yeah that was very fun well i also felt it was it was obviously the spectacle and then on another level i felt like there was something son and leo about like these people all of a sudden like being forced to go on this journey where they're going to have to like put themselves to the test. Well, and that they are being forced to perform because like they're actually entertainment for these gamblers. They're not like the $2 million they're running to get. These gamblers couldn't care less about that money. They are just entertained by who's winning. And so like really they're being forced into a performance. I was reading about rat race on Wikipedia and had talked about how it has developed a cult following Mm -hmm. And something that's interesting for me about the movie is that the movie, I feel like, is obviously about how, you know, money turns who you are or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, money is acting on everyone's personality in this movie and kind of making them into, I guess, a worse version of themselves. But watching it in 2023, I'm like, fuck yeah, like, capitalism's gonna kill us all. Go Go to fucking Silver City and get $2 million. Like, yeah. do your thing. Uh-huh. Honestly, I'd do it. Right. What the I, fuck? I'm, I'm just... I, I was like... I I don't feel like any of these people... I mean, and obviously it's from a different time, but it's like... I don't feel like any of these people are unjustified in doing whatever they can to right. get ahead. Right. Post a number of financial crashes, we are in a much different place looking about looking at this. Yeah. John Lovett's Home Depot career sounds much bleaker now than it did at the time. Oh, my God. I was God. like, sure, John Lovett is supporting a family of four at Home Depot. Yes. Now but- I'm just like, what? <laughs> that was my reaction to it. I was like, oh, no, he just has a job at Home Depot. Oh, bless his heart. But, uh, I mean, speaking of Leo, though, we've also got it as a moon in Leo. So this is a very Leo movie. Um, yes, it's a very Leo movie. Um, and so it's like, it's like a Scooby-Doo villain, like when you take, but you take the mask off and it's just another Leo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're so right. You're so right. Um, I feel like this was, for me, one of the moments was like when John Lovitz blew up at his family about mm. like, I'm just trying to win this money. So just shut up and get in the car. Like that felt like very like, I don't know not the good side of leo so like kind of more the emotional like outburst well having the sun and the moon be the same it reminded me of how like i mean in some way the like movie wanted us to feel like the characters had changed by the end Mm. but they really like it was like they had 
they had gone into this temporary place of like, of just aggressive, passionate, have to get this money. Mm -hmm. But like, none of them really like change. I think they, I think if anything, there's maybe the case that Brecken Meyer does, but I don't think that he does. I think that he gets like awakened into like, that he's, it's okay to take risks. Right. He's finally being himself. Right. Right. And like, there was something that was holding him back. Mm -hmm. So I also felt like there was this sense of like, even underneath it, these people were just acting like who they were the whole time. Yeah. I do think that the ending is a real Leo moon moment too. Also, because it's like, we're at a benefit, a charity benefit concert, giving away money to kids. And like, it's a big, like, on stage performance and they like bring in the like gamblers and everything to force them to pay a bunch of money. It just felt very like, uh, the gang's all here at the end of the movie type of thing. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I also think that although, and you'll probably really rise at me for this. Um, I do think that the helicopter attack is a Leo moon moment, though. I did wonder if it was an Aries moon moment. It's, <laughs> you know, Aries, Leo, <laughs> Sagittarius. We all were Whomst among. Who right. First of all, who among us would not drive a helicopter <laughs> into our ex's pool? As a Leo rising, I certainly don't hate the idea. <laughs> I do think it's very funny that the film is just like, oh, women be angry. <laughs> they do. Because also, Whoopi Goldberg's daughter has an anger problem. Yes, well, and then also you have Kathy Bates, like, literally murdering people yeah, by, like, like, sending them off into the wilderness. Like, every woman in this movie ha- has or will commit murder. Well, <laughs> yes. the only one who doesn't is Whoopi Goldberg. Right, no, so I mean, pleasant. I assume that those uh, I Love Lucy impersonators are all just going to, like, a murder convention. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God! That that whole the I love Lucy band. sequence is great. <laughs> I love it. I'm like when they're like chasing after the wheel and everything. Like I don't know. They all say Owen to get. It's just <laughs> everything about them is great. Well, I I wrote this in my notes at one point, but it's just like this movie is just so zany, screwball. It wants to be just like an old school comedy where just like ridiculous. Well, because it's based on like a movie from the 70s. Yeah, just like ridiculous things happen and it's incredible. Oh, yeah. No, it really goes for it. And it's just like, yeah, all of this is reality. And that's what I love about it. Um, So next we've got Mercury in Virgo. And for me. Oh, right. Sorry. Rising. I forgot. Next we've got oh Scorpio rising. And I had a tough time with this one. Oh, interesting. So what was your thought? I felt it was very Scorpio rising. Okay, yeah. Hit me. I mean... For me, Scorpio's, there's always a depth to it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that... This is a very deep movie. Well, I think the fact that the people think that they are on, that they are part of a game and they don't know that they are being squid gamed. Right. They think they're part of one game and not aware of the other game. Right. So, like, Donald Sinclair, I think, is Scorpioing the whole thing by Mm -hmm. there being, like, this this deeper um, sense of... I mean, like, he's really trying to screw them. Yeah. Like, and he is p- using them as playthings. It's a very Scorpio thing. Um, but, so he's not disclosing the true nature of the game. But I also do think that, Scor- one of the things about Scorpios is that they are risk takers. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like each person is embodying the Scorpioness of being willing to, like, 
because at first each of them kind of writes it off and they're like this must be a game like i don't know if i want to do this but they each eventually take the risk the to go on the trip because there's no one who is just like oh no i'm not gonna use the stairs soundtracked by who let the dogs out oh my god who let the dogs out was such a that i have as our next pl- as one of our later placements though but i love the who let the dogs out moment um yeah i mean you do make a good point about that and i, I think that like they all have more than just like the surface reasons for wanting the money it seems like i mean like john lovitz wants to get out of his home depot life and well, also, I mean, I think some of them get super creative in in a Scorpio way as to... I mean, I think that stopping air travel Ugh. is well, a Scorpio moment. And the way that they stop air travel is to, like, attach their car to, like, one of the, like, big right. air towers or whatever versus just, like, calling a bomb threat or something. <laughs> Which, granted, maybe this well, is a post-2001... I mean, uh, maybe this is a post-9-11 thinking in my part but just like yeah calling a bomb threat and like the whole airport's empty yeah you know so <laughs> i don't know anyway so now we've got mercury in virgo um and for me this is breck and meyer dragging his feet to participate oh interesting yeah like i don't know just kind of thinking like putting up the roadblocks of like here are all of the small little reasons why i'm not going to do this like coming up with the like just fastidious little like reasons to ignore it or like to just Oh, I don't I don't need to do this. This is dumb. This is whatever. When like really you do want to do it. And that I don't, I don't know, as a Virgo. Well, it's funny because I struggled with this one. I think something about Virgo, I'm, do I, I forget if there's any other Virgo placements? No, there's but not. But something about Virgo in this movie almost feels at odds because none of yes. it is meticulously planned. I think maybe if anything John Cleese's assistant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the sex worker. Yes. She oh. has a plan. <laughs> she does. She has. Vicky and knows she's, what she's and doing. The Virgo sex worker. That's uh-huh. the Mercury in Virgo. There we go. We found her. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, it was a little bit more of a struggle just because I felt like it wasn't, um, grounded. At it wasn't all. <laughs> as grounded. It was very, I mean, yeah, no, it was zany. It was all those things. And, and very few people had a plan that actually went, according so i mean they and it was funny because i also associate like virgo when their plans are foiled Mm -hmm. are not the most adaptable oh no fall apart yeah Yeah. so Uh the ability of everyone to move forward in the face of every single plan falling apart including donald sinclair yeah was very admirable so i actually struggled with this placement a lot I get that. That's fair. Um, well, then let's move on to the, another, the next one, which is uh, Venus in Cancer. I wrote, so I know this one is surprising, but I, on some level, uh, the movie is about, or the movie wants to include this thing about, like, it reminds me of that phrase that's like, um, if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go go together together. yeah and i mean the only people who really truly run the race alone are cuba gooding jr and rowan atkinson Mm -hmm. everyone else is this pairing and each of their relationships well and rowan atkinson does get paired up with uh newman (laughs) Newman at some point i mean the 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 mascot (laughs) of this podcast (laughs) truly so it it is about that like you ultimately need someone Mm -hmm. and so there is a venus and cancerishness to it about our relationships and how we 
relate to other people in order to succeed. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I also think it's just Kathy and Jimmy wanting to be on vacation. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, please, I want the comfort of just being here with my family and enjoying a small trip as opposed to uh, running around, going to Nazi museums and <laughs> everything like that. It's so funny, the the of all the people that I pointed to about Venus and Cancer, I felt like the most Venus and Cancer relationship was John Lovett and Kathy and Jimmy. Oh yeah. No like question. them having to like run a household, like think about their expenses and their relationship and kind of everything being on the line mm-hmm. while this game is playing out felt very Venus and Cancer. Yeah. And I mean like they're the only ones that have a whole family to deal with. Like they have right. the two kids to drag along and figure out. So yeah, it's, I, I felt like that was a much more, family sign and placement but um next up we've got marge and sagittarius and for me this is who let the dogs out (laughs) tell me about how this is who let the dogs out i mean for me like sagittarius is so much about like running after new thing running after new things towards uh something else and so this felt like them like running toward the money that was what I came up with for Sagittarius and Mar- like because Mars confrontation fighting like really like working towards like getting to the end goal of this money. It felt that's what Sagittarius came out for me. That's so that's what I wrote too. Is that I actually felt like it was about the journey. So when I think about Sagittarius, something that helps me think about it because it is the archer. I always think about like an arrow going straight. And not even like super fast. It's not a bullet, but it's mm-hmm. like steady. And it's forward. not a bullet that's right next to them in their uh, <laughs> in the, airspeed. Um, in your Mach One car, exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry. The bullet. The I'm arrow. sorry, but the <laughs> the mental institution bus is one of the most like. Can I just say upsetting and bizarre? Moments. I just have to say how relieved I was how little time we spent with it. Oh yes, I was so worried. As soon as... When Whoopi Goldberg says, we came here on a rocket car. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, please, so no, stop. <laughs> and uh, But, I mean, yeah, I just was... That was what I thought of about that, was just, thank God this was short. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the Archer... Uh, yeah, so moving forward, um, exploring, like... It is, you could draw a direct line between Vegas and Silver City, but no one goes in that direct line, but mm-hmm. they, but they are all, there's always forward momentum there. So, you know, this movie is one that is on a geographical straight line. So that yeah. was very, um, Mars and Sagittarius to me. Totally. And that they don't let anything really stop them. They keep, right. they keep adapting in the way that the Venus placement was tough. I mean, in the way that the, uh, Virgo placement was tough for us, this one is just kind of like right there on the surface exactly of they are literally running they're racing toward a thing um but next up we've got jupiter in cancer i thought that this was the end of the movie oh i also have that as well yeah yeah i mean first of all this movie is incredible i think the ending is bad oh but the the ending is bad but the ending is also the ending of first period (laughs) (laughs) well but yeah the ending is bad it's well so we always talk about jupiter luck and fortune and then obviously everyone has been really aggressive about this money and then at the end it pulls at the heartstrings and it's like what if there's a larger purpose for this money that is about like feeding children and and here are all the sad children who are hungry right 
the part that I think is the most grown worthy at the end is when mm-hmm. the little girl says they're like the 12 disciples. Oh my God. Well, no, what's grown worthy is that she says it, it in, in Spanish, Spanish and then the white old lady tra- has to like, translate. Yeah. That was it just, oh God. That was really rough. It was. I mean, that, I didn't expect anything less from this movie, obviously, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I remembered the ending with Smash Mouth and everything, but I had forgotten, like, I guess the emotional the corniness the, the, the corniness the saccharineness yeah at the end no i totally agree i i mean i love the whole smash mouth of it all that's hard to forget you know well i mean smash mouth like amy smart really had its pussy in 2001 oh yeah i mean between this and shrek yeah that i was- mean that summer at the box office <laughs> you could not escape smash mouth no it was a box office smash mouth um (laughs) sorry what if every season of rupaul's drag race all-stars started with (gasps) smash mouth performing all-star would love that honestly would love for them to have to all lip sync to (laughs) all-star all right so next we've got uh saturn in gemini I thought that this was about the movie's screwballness. Mm-hmm. So Gemini is our most erratic yeah. kind of sign. And Saturn is about discipline and, and stuff like that. And you kind of need discipline to run this race. And so the fact that no one really plans, no no plans, no best laid plans come to fruition felt very Saturn and Gemini to me. Right. Well, and also I feel like their first instinct plans that all fall apart then their like their solutions get so so much more and more absurd in a way that like felt very gemini as well kind of like a well we're just gonna take the craziest choice as the next choice of like well i guess we need to steal this car (laughs) right okay we need to steal hitler's car because our car's tires are broken (laughs) right and like that so i mean stealing from any museum Uh (laughs) uh-huh would be a choice well i also love that the car is functional it has gas it is just like ready to go it has a working lighter in it (laughs) like (laughs) everything about it (laughs) like Imagine walking up to Kathy and me right now and being like, do you remember the movie where you said Ava Braun had style and you proceed to like play with her makeup? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so next up we've got, uh, we're now to our favorite three signs, the ones that are generational, bigger. Yes. Um, so we've got Uranus in Aquarius. And for me, this is that it's like a, pre- a precursor to Squid Games, a precursor to the modern state of capitalism. Um and everybody just begging to win the lotto because nobody can make money otherwise. I also thought that it was about like, so Aquarius being very adaptable and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Uranus kind of being the, the planet of change. It actually felt like one of those comfortable placements that we talk about that felt very like, okay, these things are aligned. Yeah. And it made me think about how, um, at the end, they turn it on him and say that, like, all the money that they raise, like, that mm-hmm. Donald Sinclair is going to have to give. And I think that that is a smart final note for the movie. And, you know, because really what happens is they end up by the at the very end realizing that they were pawns, which they don't understand. Right. And when they realize that they're pawns, they flip the script. They flip the script very quickly. Yeah, totally. I think that that's a great point. Um yeah, well, so now we've got Neptune in Aquarius, and uh, I feel like this kind of 
lines up the same way with it in a lot of when i thought about neptune and aquarius and usually for these big things i try to especially for movies i try to think about like what is the movie trying to say Mm -hmm. and i was thinking Mm -hmm. a lot about like the film being called rat race and opening with the song talking about life being a rat race and and closing with a different version of that song (laughs) right um i guess i was just thinking a lot about the movie's own philosophy about Mm -hmm. like life under capitalism and how I kind of, how I said before that has become more prescient, I guess, and why it's developed a cult following now. But like, I really felt like this movie trying to say something about how people, um, almost like adapt to survive under like the most stressful conditions. Yeah. I mean, we are highly adaptable creatures. Yeah. So there is something I think about humanity that the movie wants to say. (laughs) Totally. I also feel like this, for me, this placement came up when, um, when you watch all of the like extraneous gambling games that the gamblers are playing while waiting for the actual race to happen, like inviting the sex worker over and asking her for this very absurd thing, but not because they're actually going to do it, but just to price it out. Mm-hmm. Like that felt very like Neptune and Aquarius kind of like misdirecty. We're just doing the thing, like the intellectual game of how much would this cost as opposed to like actually doing the weird, creepy sex thing. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's just what, that's where that came up for me too. So, yeah. yeah. And then finally, we've been doing a lot of Pluto and Sagittarius. We lately. really have. We love the early 2000s. Well, I mean, they re- they reverberate so much into our current moment. They really do. Um, and so for this one, Pluto and Sagittarius. Uh, well, I think Pluto and Sagittarius is very, we've talked a lot about it being creative and ambitious. Mm-hmm. And I do think that this is a creative and ambitious script. I do think that the design of the movie is creative ambitious. Yeah. Definitely. I think it wants to... It's. It actually is really successful at spinning a lot of plates. What's funny is... I actually think it's unsuccessful at getting too deep into any... Into, mm. I mean, it's, it's hard because it's like... How do you spin six plates in a two-hour movie, tell a story, and get deep on any of them? Right. And so we kind of have to, like, be okay with surface-level deepness. But do we want that depth? Like sometimes I watch it or when I watched it last night, I was like, I wish, I wish there was a scene where like Whoopi and her daughter felt like they had gotten closer. Right. Because we start the movie learning that like Whoopi and her daughter are like, they don't know each other. She, her daughter, she gave her daughter up for adoption. And this is like the first time they've ever met. And yeah, then they just get swept up into this like ride, but there's no growth. Right. And so I think, the Pluto and Sagittarius for me was reminding me that the movie is the movement. Like the Mm -hmm. movie is not like the characters are there. They have surface level, like reasons to enter the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But the movie is about the journey, not even so much the characters. I think that's a great point. And uh, now that I can read some of my writing, it's a bigger version of the Mars placement too, for me. Like, yeah, it's all about the race, the race, like the the forward momentum is what matters. And that's the thing that, we should take away from it, not any sort of advice on how to handle our ex-boyfriend cheating on us in an above-ground pool. So what was your favorite placement for this movie? My favorite placement? Honestly, I think it was Mars and Sagittarius. I was I was a Scorpio rising. All right. Yeah, I felt like there was this... I felt like the movie had something 
to say about the evilness of human nature and who we become mm-hmm. in the face of money. Definitely. I I think that this is just a fun ride to go on. And that's yeah. why I love the Mars and Sagittarius because it's just like there are parts of the journey that I fully forgot about. Like I didn't remember the whole squirrel thing. I remember the squirrel thing definitely because mm-hmm. I have a friend actually. Who has a squirrel? <laughs> Well, I follow a very important squirrel on Instagram, uh, Thumbelina. She's incredible. Everyone out there, follow Thumbelina the squirrel on Instagram. This is not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have a friend, actually, funny enough, there's two movies that he's obsessed with, mm-hmm. and the movies are Rat Race and House Bunny. Oh, my God. And that's all he talks about is Rat Race and well, House Bunny. Well, I hope he's listening. Yeah. Well, he did listen to the House Bunny episode, and I told him, like, well, we're actually talking about Rat Race, funny enough. That is so funny. Um, so He, he loves August dump movie films. <laughs> <laughs> so he he is um, he always brings up the Kathy Bates squirrel thing. Mm-hmm. You should have bought a squirrel. You should have bought a squirrel. The one that I definitely for- I forgot the car... The fast car? air tower. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. The car mm-hmm. air tower, um, and I did not forget the Lucy, but you I forgot the scene the where fuck where Cuba Gooding Jr. like has the most like male chauvinistic des- description of birth mm, that I've ever heard. Yeah, to get the, the vagina. Was, oh my god, the way he says vagina, it's like. It's 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 gulag. It, like, it's really, it's like, baffling. It's, it makes me wonder: was any woman involved in writing the script in any way, or like had any eyes on it? Because it was just like not even funny. Bad. It was just embarrassing. Like the well, I yeah. Don't know. No, this was a truly like a, I don't think any woman was present for them because even all the women, like I said, are like very angry. Like they're all like on the turn of a dime. Can be mm-hmm. very rude. Like, it was just a very much a man's version of how women act. Well, now you just make me want to do some Tyler Perry movies. But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean... I'll look at I'll look at the calendar and see what's up. Kathy and Jimmy can be bad all by herself. Oof. I mean, I would love to do Acrimony. <laughs> I've never seen... Is that the Kim Kardashian one? No, that's the Taraji P. Henson one where she ends up on a boat and everyone's like, how did she get here? But Taraji P. Henson is also I Can Do Battle by Myself, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you should check out Tyler Perry movies, but you should also check us out on Instagram. You should review us and rate us and subscribe on whatever you listen to. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. 